Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we here in the house for episode 88. Welcome back, yeah. everybody. Yes, sir. We've been doing anything interesting this weekend? Catch anything new? Yeah, I went into the, um, I got into the Halloween spirit, and I decided mm-hmm. to go uh, uh, three for three with the, with the snowy wolf theme. So I saw the wolf <laughs> of um, Snow Hollow. And that was actually pretty interesting. That's like a, 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 well, I didn't know it at the time, but it's actually a horror comedy, not just nice. a straight horror movie. Not mad at it. So that it was actually pretty interesting. It's about this um, uh, alcohol recovering alcoholic who's in AA, and and he also has is a cop who's a recovering alcoholic, and he also has anger. Very issues. common story. I mean, <laughs> very true to life. <laughs> you feel? <laughs> Uh, they did their research on this one. But uh, he's in this rural town in Utah. You know, it's one of them small towns where, you know what I'm saying, we haven't had a murder here in like 20 years type <laughs> deal. You know what I'm saying? So um, at the beginning of the movie, they established that like, it opens with him doing his AA speech to his AA group. And they pretty much established to you that, yo, my nigga's life sucks. Feel me? His ex-wife Why his life kind of been suck already? Bro, his ex-wife is so terrible, bro. Like, they introduce her... Like just shit, just yelling at him over stupid ass shit. Like it, this is right after he leaves the crime. First of all, he's at a crime scene investigating the crime scene, and she's calling him, just yelling and berating him through the phone. But like, yo, why aren't you gonna come here and sign the papers for a daughter to go to gymnastics shit? And so he finally goes to leaves the crime scene, goes to meet her in a fucking restaurant, and she's just yelling at him in the restaurant about that issue. And I'm like, yo, I feel so sorry for this nigga, just for that one thing. But, um. Uh, the movie's actually pretty funny. He, he He's the only one in the town who's just like, no, this is a serial killer, but everybody else in the town is like, nah, it's a werewolf. They're like, oh, there's a wolf on the loose. Werewolf. Because, you know, in the first... To, to Logic. elaborate on, a man. little bit, to elaborate a little bit so that it'll look absolutely ridiculous, Um, the first uh, victim was a woman and she was mutilated and the vagina was missing. Mm. And there were no... There was no, like, DNA or evidence. All they found missing? was, like, wolf furs. Yeah. Like, it, the it vagina? Removed. Yeah, it was... The uter- like, they I, took out... The, the they kept dancing the around the issue, so I don't know exactly. They, they, I, I they kept doing cry. just that. They kept, she was like, well, what happened to, to her parts? It was like, it's not there. So the... um, uh, Did it like bite her in the crotch and just like left a mouth-shaped mark in her body? It was just her crotch? We don't know. It's just uh, they actually did a pretty decent job of like... um, They obscured a lot of that stuff. Like they definitely... They showed you the wolf like throughout the movie and shit. But... Um, a lot of the gore was like implied, you know okay. what I'm saying? They didn't like it wasn't like a super gore fest. Like even when they showed like, oh, these are the crime scene photos. It, it was were, either classy or low budget. Ah, uh, <laughs> it's one of the two. Either they like just they a, don't got the money for it, or they're trying to be classy. I feel like it's a nice little niche of both. I feel like <laughs> they probably didn't have the budget to go super gory, so they were like, let's do it tastefully. Okay, but um, uh, so. He he pretty much keeps unraveling as the murders start stacking up and the pressure is starting to mount on him to like solve the case because this movie is very true to life where a lot of the people just start shitting on the police and it's like, what did you get out there and do? Like he's being yelled at by random townspeople about why can't he catch the murder? Because and they did a really dope montage of people coming in to give like fake statements about the wolf. And they had this one lady that was in there that was just like, I can't even go to school. I've ever oh the they had a hooker and she was just like, they're calling me a sex worker. I'm not even sex worker. What even is that? But anyway, so can I come in tomorrow for her? like, uh, and she was just like begging for shit at the police station, but coming in to make false reports about the wolf. <laughs> so like they had some pretty nice montages in there. That was pretty good. But um, essentially the movie is just about the cop unraveling. And unfortunately he does relapse and he goes back to drinking. And as you can imagine, shit just goes from bad to way worse with this dude. Like he's like fighting, like one of his um deputies is leaking information to the press. Nice. So after he finds out, after he puts two and two together, he just like calls him off to the scene and literally just hauls off and attacks him. 
And then at the Damn. police station later on, the dude is comp- the dude is there with a the black guy, and he was just like, "Yeah, don't even worry about that because you're fucking fired. You're filling out your paperwork. Don't worry, we'll bring your shit later." Like he just becomes a total dick as the Oof. movie comes along. Yeah, as like, the movie goes along, that's cold, man. But I <laughs> beat his ass and fired. It's him? one of those things where it's just like, uh, he's he's not really a sympathetic main character. Like he's mo- mostly unlikable. But there are some times when I do feel like life is just piling on to this dude and I just can't help but kind of like, damn, I feel sorry for you, bro. That's 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 super rough. It's always rough to watch someone go through a rough time and then respond poorly to going through a rough time. And, it's and then just it like, makes it worse. Yeah. It's only going to make it worse. Yeah. So, uh, the obstinance. <laughs> I'd give it like a, a nice... I give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, you know what I'm saying solid. Um, yeah, it was definitely enjoyable. It was a fun movie. I'm actually thinking of rewatching it because I found out it was a comedy after I watched it. I just thought the parts of it were funny because I'm me and and you know I was just like I couldn't believe they were doing shit like that. But um, uh, I do I, like when the comedy's situational. That's pretty much how this was. Like a lot of the times, a lot of the funny parts, which I felt better about later on, was when he was attacking people. <laughs> because they they did it in a really calm. It's not like super violent and graphic. It's more like, it's more like a slapstick fight. Like he's fucking fighting the other dude. De- like when he attacked the first deputy, like they were fighting in the snow, and it looks more ridiculous than it does. Like super serious. But of course, he's super serious because all the pressure is mounting on him, and he's definitely super hot about the situation. But <laughs> but um um, I really really like the ending more than anything else. The ending was a twist. They did a nice little twist with the werewolf that I don't really want to spoil because I thought it was well earned. I might watch it. Okay. And they stuck the ending on it, and I ended up liking it in the end. So <laughs> yeah, I give it. A, I did. There were oh, there was only the only one actor in it that I really recognized, other than uh, two actors. I recognized Ricky Lindholm, who does. He used to do like comedy stuff, and oh, I don't really know what other stuff she does, but um, it's written, directed. And main 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 the main character is Jim Cummings. I've never heard of him before, but apparently sounds vaguely familiar. Um, that might be because Jim Cummings, the voice actor, is the voice of Winnie the Pooh and a myriad of oh, other okay. voiceovers. Confused the shit out of me when I first saw it. I was like, wait a minute, it's uh, okay. But yeah, it was actually pretty fun. I like I like the the, the twist at the end. I so I'm I'm two for three in Wolf movies, so I'm actually very satisfied. That's what's up. All right, so yeah, I, uh, the only thing I caught this weekend was uh, I heard that the Mandalorian was out, and I oh, don't know it? why I still have the old school conception that these DSPs are going to release like the whole season at one time. Oh hell no, they don't do that shit no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started watching it. It was only one episode though, but man, I do enjoy that show. I Mandalorian do. is dope. I'm not gonna lie, it's John Favreau really has a beat on like entertainment and i don't know man it makes me it bothers the fuck out of me that people like don't consider his style of cinema actual like art cinema and it's like man come on <laughs> nah, that shit is good that's probably just because they don't like know him it's, like it's that, only his competitors I mean? so it's only haters you there know you go mean? because like uh he also did uh i believe it was the new jungle book and he really really received a lot of acclaim for that yeah, he's and, had his hand in, every, in a ton of stuff. He had his yeah. hand in the live action um, Lion King that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, yeah, well, maybe that's what he did that I'm remembering. He did one of those live action animals. I think it was the Lion acting. King. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably what I'm remembering. Because yeah, he's Disney's babies at at this point, bro. But also like completely unrelated to Disney, Chef from fucking um yeah, that movie. was on Netflix way yep. back. Like mm-hmm. that shit was super dope, and it was just like I really like that story. He's a really good storyteller. I like storyteller. his range as an actor, yeah. honestly. Like he's that definitely surprised he, me. He's well, a great yeah. actor, yeah. director, producer. Like mm-hmm. man, he's been doing it for a minute too. Yeah, and and I and and I hear he had a really storied life leading up into that. So. Yeah, but anyway, Mandalorian's, uh the first episode was really entertaining. I'm probably not going to watch it for the next couple of weeks, though. Let them build up. Same. That's usually, like, when I watched Mandalorian, it was after it was finished and I watched the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, but it, it was a it was a good uh, uh, kickoff to the new season. His fucking armor is badass and shit. You know what I mean? I think he spent the whole last season melting down niggas' best car. Okay, Yo, let me get shout that. Shout out let to Pedro get, Pascal, man. Like, he's been blowing up, son. Like. Yeah. Man, like I remember when I first saw him as Oberyn, and I was like, "Oh, this dude's cool," just because I thought the character of Oberyn was dope. 
And then everything I saw him in after that just ended up being like super, super good. But also because I love really Narcos after that. But um, yeah, they set up the Boba Fett storyline, which was cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I like the way they incorporated it. It was really nice. cool. So I'll just talk about the first episode because it's one episode. Um, I can't spoil anything for the greater season, I suppose. But yeah, uh, he hears he's looking for another Mandalorian to help him get the baby Yoda back to his um to someone from his race mm-hmm. and uh he's trying to access the the secret network and that re- and he, that requires him to find another mandalorian to do so not exactly sure how that works but whatever um and so he hears rumors of a mandalorian back on tatooine but he was like i was on tatooine and there was no mandalorians there but i'm gonna go look and so you see you know he goes back and he runs into the other mandalorian shortly after and uh, it's actually someone who salvaged the Mandalorian armor, and it's just. But he's using it to help the 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 village because they have problems with surrounding fauna and and okay. people who are trying to uh, the sand people and uh, just other random shit. So you know when he sees Mando and Mando confronts him, he's like, "Yo, you can't wear that, bro. You're not a Mandalorian." Because the first thing he's like when he sees him, the first thing he's like, "Here, let me get you a drink." And then he takes off his helmet. And he's like. Bruh. Bruh. That's like Bruh. rule number one, my nigga. What are you doing right Hold now? Hold up, blood. <laughs> Yo, no, you want to know how I know you in from the set? Mando was set tripping You feel hard, me? You want to know how I know you in from the set? Bro. <laughs> and so, but the other dudes, bruh, other dude came through and was like, Yo. Like why you have to be so First weird. of all, you got this. I'm not even fucking with you, bro. Like, <laughs> nigga, I've been doing using this shit to help the people. You want this shit back? <laughs> Only thing is, though. You're going to have to help me with this last job if you just want me to give you the armor of back. Course. I'm using, you know what I mean? You, just, to. you, you know what to. I mean? Like, it's Required. only fair because you was ready to fight me anyway. So here, why don't you just help me? I don't see how that works out in your favor. But, but you know, Mando's right, got a heart right, of gold yeah, anyway. Yeah, you know, he's like... Mando's got a heart of gold anyway. So he's like, oh, for sure. Like, that's not a problem. Like, I love doing favors help for other me niggas. Help me help you. You know what I mean? So he's like, cool, what's your problem? I need you to help me to kill this crate dragon. He's like... <laughs> It's never something easy. Why can't come you come on? Because I mean, if it was easy, I would have done it myself. But of course, saying? Mando, being the G he is, doesn't even flinch. He was like, "All right, cool, let's go do this." This is the way. Um, and in the process of doing so, he runs into some sand people. Mando, being the uh, consummate diplomat that he is, realizes that they also want to kill the Kray Dragon. So he's like, "Yo, let's just join forces, nigga." Like, there's no, <laughs> yo, we can't do this shit fighting each other. You can't fight each other and the Kray Dragon. So right. let's go get the Kray Dragon, do your thing, thing, and then we'll figure out what's going on, what's popping afterwards. You know, Sam people being the practical folk that they are, were like, yeah, word. Um, and so they go off to kill the Krayt Dragon. Now, that whole thing was really cool, the way it's set up. Like, <clears throat> like, uh, I, you know, not to spoil the whole thing, but, you know, the, the plan they devised, everything. Like, it was really well done. And the guy who played the mercenary who was wearing Mando's armor is famous, but I don't remember his name. Um, but, yeah. And then, of course... Not Mando's armor, uh, the Mandalorian armor that that was salvaged. But yeah, it turns out that the Mandalorian armor that he salvaged was Boba Fett's armor. Oh, from when he fell in the sandpit. From when he fell in the sandpit, and and it, they Epic find the crate dragon what? in the Sarlacc pit. So this is all happening right around the same Sarlacc pit that he fell into. And then you Epic see callback, well, bro. Done. And then at the end of the episode is when you see you know Boba Fett step out, but he's wearing like sand people clothes but no helmet or nothing and so they figure that he's probably gave up the mandalorian armor and decided to live with the sand people and he's just like living out his life matt because you know sand people always have their their helmets on so you can't ever yeah. tell what they are so yeah That's i think the, yeah it, should, it, it was cool to the setup and everything is really well put together man that's what i'm saying like he's so he's very skillful like the whole thing, like to pull that all together, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> at first I didn't put it together because it was just so far removed from me. But then after you know, you watch the YouTubes, they put you up on all the game, the Easter eggs. I was like, oh, oh, that's right. That's who that was. I thought he looked familiar at the yeah, end. Yeah, oh, this is the same actor that played Django Fett from the movie? Yeah, movies? yeah, it's Django Django. That's fucking lit. Yes, sir. That's pretty dope. And it's funny because at one point, the guy who. Makes who, sense, the clone. It's at uh, one point, the guy who, who uh, had salvaged the armor. When he gave it back to Mando, he was like, hey, you make sure you tell your people I'm not the one who fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, because no, the damage came from when uh, Boba Fett was in the Sarlacc pit. You know what I mean? And yeah. so he was just like, yo, make sure of that. But um, but uh, one of the one of the Uber nerds online made the point that um, 
his his uh, armor is uh, as in Jango Fett's armor is made out of Durasteel, not Beskar. So I don't. It'll be interesting to see how Nerd he incorporates alert. it. Yeah, Nerd alert. not bro, because <laughs> what I'm interested to see is if he incorporates uh uh the helmet tech for, that Boba Fett had, because Boba uh, Boba Fett or Jango Fett had the uh, rangefinder on his helmet. And he could use that to fire missiles from the the, the backpack. Oh, yeah, I wonder if right. he's going to take you're that right. tech, bro. If he incorporates oh, that, yo, Mando's arsenal is what? gangster, cuz Mando's armor is uh, arsenal is gangster. He uses really the like little dancing little birdie thing that I saw. Yeah, I like the, the little vibro pre- preview of episode two. I saw with fucking um, he uses where he the like touches thrower. the shit for the vibro braid, and, and um, Yoda just like puts the the covering on yeah, his yeah, little yeah, cabin yeah. over. <laughs> I was like, yo. Yeah, that shit was fresh. Um, but yeah, down. no, the, the episode is really good. Mandalorian season two is kicking off well. I'm interested to see how they work in the Boba Fett story. Or the, the thing is the Django. It's Boba, it's Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, it's the Boba, Boba Fett storyline with um the storyline of the guy with the Necroblade who was hunting uh, Baby Yoda. Moff Gideon. And, all, and, and whether he finds other ba- Yodas. Are they going to reveal some shit about the, race, the Yoda race? Is he going to meet up with them and... Because of his service of bringing back their youngling, or, you know what I mean? Hit him up with that. You know, hit some galactic knowledge type shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's fun to see where it's going to go. Yeah, I'm sure John Farber has something really cool planned for it. But um, And Mr. Dave Filoni. Yee, yee, yee. <laughs> All right, but yeah, how uh, did you catch? Yo, did you listen to the new Buster? Of course, son. Bro. So it's fire. Yeah, so. Fire. All right, you went, here, you give your breakdown first, and then I'll give mine next. Um, I, I, I def, it was, what I really, really appreciated about it is like Buster's talking a lot of real shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was my absolute favorite part about it. Like my favorite Absolutely. song on the, uh, on the album is Satanic where he's talking about, and the favorite line is, cause it's something that I be saying all the time. Like what happened to Jesus walks? Like, and I'm, I'm not even a religious person. I'm not even a religious but person. But you saw the value of what he was but put for. You feel me? Absolutely. Like, I saw, like, like th- I felt like that Kanye was, that Kanye had a huge difference to me, had infused influence on me. Jesus Walks had a huge influence on me. Just the idea of having young black men sing Jesus Walks out loud, proudly, whether you believe in the doctrine or not, it's just better than having them talking about molly percocet i'm just saying it just is it is what it is but yeah so go ahead and my other thing that i really liked about him too was like his versatility like he brought like every style he brought the old school bus style he did like even did some like uh uh sort of like the migo style in one of those tracks that he did yeah he was switching it up and he was doing it like i I really really like that okay um, okay uh, that's so it was I don't, I personally did a hit with those, but that's good. Let me not, let me not <laughs> I interrupt mean, your, your I didn't your like breakdown. all of them completely. Like there was one track on there that sounded really like um like like eighties uh uh um like bit old bit, yeah, yeah, yeah bit yeah, music yeah, yeah. sort of like that. And I, the, I, I, was, uh, I didn't like that music, beat too much. Yeah, music. I didn't like that beat too much, but so I didn't really like like every track on there, but definitely like a good like fourteen or fifteen of the tracks were banging. I did me. appreciate the length of it. Yeah. And um, I I love the Mary J. Blige track. Of course, come on, man, Busta and Mary, Busta bruh. and Mariah, yeah, or uh, man, he, all all his features were like were were super. Wrong. Oh yeah, oh the only the thing features is, were superlatively placed. The only thing is, I wished MOP had more on his on Agreed. the song that they were on because MOP like. Man, they they bring that energy that that is just so fucking. That's iconic for Buster Rhymes. Yes. Buster Rhymes is iconic for that energy. Yes. So I was really looking forward to that, but that that one was they were a bit much more subdued on that track, and the fucking track with Q Tip. Oh, oh that was a really good track. Really good track. Q Tip, and then boom, I like that. Man, there are just so many baggers on there. Like, um, excellent showing by Bus. Like, I really appreciate more than anything. I just appreciate that he he's talking that real shit to the people. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's he's doing him. He's doing the entertainment shit, but he's also taking the time out to be like, "Yo, what's going on? Can we do better? Like, what? Can we take a look at what we're doing and like evaluate that and move towards something like better?" So, great album, like eight so, out of ten for me. Nice, eight that's what's up. Okay, cool. So, I I I, I similarly rated uh probably a seven to an eight out of seven point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing placement production. The I appreciated the length of the album because 
it was like I, I agree. It, it was twenty two tracks, probably the latter fifteen straight hit for me mm-hmm. from from and it started for me with the track that that had the minister lewis farrakhan um Bro, uh, cut yes. on it from that track on Ooh, the album fucking... hit for me those first couple of tracks i felt like buster was experimenting and just throwing some stuff together and kind of just being like, hey guys i'm just doing Agreed. some stuff through this stuff and then he hit that minister lewis uh that minister lewis farrakhan uh placement it's not even a sketch it's a it's a it's a it's a proverb, a parable. Uh, nice. It's actually none of those things. It's um <laughs> just a speech that he was giving. Declaration. Declaration. That's a good word for it. Um, and then every track after that, I just bumped. I bumped every track <laughs> after that. Um, of course, my favorite track on it was the Busta Kendrick track. Nice. Kendrick. They, Absolutely. They, the, the first of all, how much you think they paid for the clearance on that Michael Jackson um sample, nigga? <laughs> Dude, nigga, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, put, Buster was yo. They came so hard on that track. Like, just yeah. the, everything came together, and it was so so put together in such an amazing way. Like that song, you could tell how much effort was put into it. Yeah. And 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 it goes down to even the sample clearance must have been fucking ridiculous to clear something from the Michael Jackson estate. She. That's probably at least two fifty grand. At least. I would say more. I'm thinking more I would say too. More. And that, and that and, 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 and it's probably it, it and it's not because they don't like Busta. It's because they know the 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 the, the reach, the si- the magnitude of artist that Busta is. They're like, we're gonna have to hit you with the milli because we know what you're doing with this, and what you're doing is about to make a billy. So that's just that is what it is. You know what I mean? And so and I'm sure Busta threw that shit at them. No problem. It's Michael. <laughs> it's an honor to have. It's an honor for them to even consider giving you the sample. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that was and one of my of favorite times tracks. You got to look at stuff like that as an investment into self. You know what I mean? Like you, a lot of times you can't be uh, reticent about throwing a lot of money at something if you know it's going to come back to you. Yeah, yeah. So um, th- those are that. Those are my. I don't want to just recap what you said because everything you said was a hundred percent spot on. And so um, those are my those are my additions to that. But the album was was great. I'm glad that that Busta came back strong. Not that he came back strong, that he just came strong. Yeah. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really was super impressed by the placement of his features, though. That shit always. I love when a when a when an older nigga could 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 come back, stay relevant, do shit that's in the current style, still give honor to the young boys without totally yeah. selling yeah. out to the fucking young boy bullshit energy. Like that's that was Kanye's flaw. Like. Selling out to the young boy energy was just not a good look. It was not a good look for somebody who's supposed to be the trendsetter. Exactly. You know Someone what I mean? Like, to be a leader, work with absolutely. the young people, mm-hmm. but you have to hold yourself in a certain esteem. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like, as much as you love them and you know that they're the ones who are making the culture now, you as the adult in the room need to carry yourself in a certain way. Yeah, and I feel like Buster carried himself in an adult way while still touching bass and tapping into the young energy but and shout out to chris rock for coming back chris to rock, reclaim yo, his shit can't forget role. to mention chris rock yeah <laughs> doing, doing his thing, thing. Shit. Always, always coming back with entertaining ad-libs oh man that was good yeah but yeah so that that's what's up man uh you know i want to give a r.i.p to sean connery Oh yeah, he did pass this weekend. The living embodiment of he was from a different time. <laughs> nah, that nigga, the, with the, white nigga, with the, white nigga was, was the worst type of misogynist. <laughs> uh, just foul. Yo, I was wondering who un- was gonna bring that up, bro. Like this nobody man, has said nothing about man, no, that. No, 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 no. I honor him in his passing. I love a lot of his acting, and that is not going to be marred by the by him being an asshat because he was a really like just misogynistic person and. That in and of itself is discrediting for me, for in mo- just for in terms of Stone's character. Right. Um, that's not to say that his his artistic acumen wasn't top notch, but um, yeah, you know, I I, I do want to uh, wish him an R.I.P. in positive note. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not gonna let him slide for 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 advocating for for domestic violence. Never with a close hand, though. That's that's not acceptable. That's just not acceptable. Yo, shout out to Barbara Walters, who went in and would not let him score a lot of that. Yeah, man, chill, chill, bro. Like, I like the thing is, is 
I understand when people want to give you the benefit of the doubt for for having been from another time. My thing is, is that you cannot stand on it today. Double down. You cannot Double stand down. on it today, or else I hold, I withhold the right well, yes, I did to that. to hold everything you've done against you. Not even just the shit you did when it was acceptable. Yeah. You, I'm holding you accountable for all that shit. But anyway. Yeah. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Definitely, Your acting definitely. career was illustrious. Filming. Your time as James Bond Welcome was iconic. The rock. Your your the, the parodies of you are iconic. Like that's how that's how amazing of a of a actor I'll he take was. Anal bum covers for five hundred. And, and then that's one Alex. of the things. That's one of the reasons why I never trust actors or actresses. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't because all they have to do is apply their basic skill set for their profession to their everyday lives, and they can fool every single one of us into thinking that there's someone that they're not. Filming. You know what I mean. And all they have to do is just make sure that they retreat from the public eye if they ever just want to drop the veil. You know what I mean? And so it's like, nah, B, I can't trust you because right this very moment you could be using your powers against me. That's <laughs> why so telepaths are never trusted in any That's kind of super, superhero environment. Telepaths are always Who are controlled. you telling? Today in our D&D game, they drop a fucking circle of truth and the first question to me was like, what race are you? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I'm a changeling, but wow, I've been pretending my, my to be man, some of this my, whole my time. Man had, yo, like, first of all, <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> I will be contacting me? the Adventurers Guild like, Hold on, tomorrow man. and filing oh, a complaint man. against your Meanwhile, discriminatory use of the circle of truth. Everybody else is getting the softball-ass questions like, so why did you start adventuring? I'm like, my nigga. Yo, my nigga. Yeah, how are they going to be using discriminatory use of the circle bro, of truth, bro? That is definitely that funny. And a, 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 that is definitely a questionable offense in the eyes of the Adventurers <laughs> Guild, my You feel nigga. me? Especially in these times, you can't just be using some kind of insensitive in, in, questions. In, in, in these times of unrest. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, that, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what race are oh, you? Man. How do we get off on that again? <laughs> oh, man. Sean Connery. Rest in peace. Definitely, Sean. Let me let me close that out. The OG uh, uh, James Bond, not the OG, but probably the most famous of the older generation. Yeah. So yeah, moving on from that, there's just there hasn't been much going on. There's just been like a kind of random assortment and smattering of 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 silly shit happening across the country. So I'll just highlight some of that for you guys this evening. Um, dude, did you see this video? I, I, I want to dub this one the use of social media done right. Um, these two guys, like, I'm assuming it's in an upper northeast city. Um, I don't know exactly where it happened. But it's in the morning. It's still dark out. And these two guys see a guy in a, black, a blacked out van sitting across the street from a school. Right before the kids get out and start walking to school. And oh. so your homeboy just walks up to the guy's window. It's like, hey, hey, what you doing out here? Who are you? What you doing out here? Are you waiting for somebody? How you how, you been out here for a while? And he just starts hard grilling him, dog. Hard <laughs> grilling him. My nigga who was like, word? Word ain't none of that makes sense. So he just opens up the back door and just throws that bitch open. It has that big sliding door, panel door on the side. Yeah. That shit is empty, looking like it's ready for a rape, bro. <laughs> that shit looks like it's ready to snatch and grab, bro. Somebody's killed children. And so, nigga was like, nah, B, this shit is suspect. He opens up the front door, fucking just jumps up and up in that nigga's face like, yo, what are you doing around here, nigga? I don't do none of that shit, nigga. Name one other street around here. Nigga. Yo, fucking gets him the fuck out of there. I was like, thank Name goodness. And his boy is just like, nah, we ain't capping. We ain't playing this shit. <laughs> and it, yo, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a great use of social media. Put that nigga on blast because yeah. he didn't fuck assault him, like, didn't do you, nothing, but he definitely there? ran up on him and let him know, yo, the pressure's on, nigga. I don't know why you're sitting out here in that blacked out van, empty as fuck. Yeah. In the morning, outside of a school, right before the kids start walking Super in. Sus. Like, nah, bruh. Super sus. Nigga. Put that nigga, put his whole, put his whole license plate on the social media and everything. I was like, yes, get him out of here. He's like, oh yeah, I'm from New Jersey. What the fuck? What? <laughs> what? Random ass motherfucker. Get out of here, bro. Uh, uh, just name the first thing you know that comes to mind. I, I'm worried it's in some place like, like West Philly and they may be trying to like kidnap the kids of one of the organizers or something. You know what I mean? You got to be careful of that shit because that's the kind of fucking 
backhanded shit they do to try to undermine organization, especially when West Philly is about to be another hub. Because let me tell you, places like uh, Kenosha, places like Minnesota, places like Portland, Seattle, even L.A. to some extent are becoming almost permanent protest zones. There's daily protests everywhere. You know what I mean? And West mm-hmm. Philly is about to be another one of those places. And there's only a matter of time, bro. It's only it's only a certain amount of time before you hit a critical mass and people are like, we need to do whatever is necessary to stop this shit. <laughs> like, we need to figure out how to work with these people because I think that the appeals of most of these protests are actually hitting with a lot of just basic white people. Basic white people are starting to understand because of the proliferation of social media and, you know, they can see the images more viscerally, even though that and the use of that in and of itself irresponsibly can put you into a echo chamber. But it it does also have, uh, create a platform where you have the opportunity of, you know what I mean, whereas like TV, you'll never have an opportunity of seeing some of the violence that's happening on the side of the authorities. Yeah. And so... I think in appealing, uh, uh, there's also a critical mass of awareness on that end. You know what I mean? So there's a critical mass of awareness of people to get up and protest. And then there's the critical mass of people in society who are witnessing the protest who can also contribute to moving the overall social atmosphere, political atmosphere, whatever has to happen for legitimate change to happen. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that, that, you know... That shit was crazy, but I, I I love that use of social media to put, like, you know what I mean? Put somebody on blast for doing, you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing you want to put, put somebody on blast for. Like, don't film, like, a guy abusing a woman, you know what I mean? And then laughing at it. That's just not cool. That's not the, that's not what social media, you know, should be per, uh, perpetuating. But putting people on blast, like, that kind of social shaming, that's the kind of social shaming that I'm about. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, a, a very... Uh, effective use of that tool <laughs> but yeah i thought that that was worth shouting out <clears throat> um did you see uh walmart has been uh pulling some chicanery with their stocks of firearms on the on the on the floor <laughs> yeah of their, of their stores which i mean honestly makes sense but what do they know that we don't know you know what i mean <laughs> like if they're putting away the guns what do they know that we are unaware of that makes them so positive? Like, all right, we need to put away the guns because niggas might come banging out the door. Because I'm pretty sure that it's not worth it for them to lose the sales and the man hours to do all of that unless they knew something that we didn't know. Right. There was a credible threat that maybe militias were looking to arm up and so maybe they were going to hit a Walmart. Because I just don't think that Walmart's fear, because of how heavily patrolled Walmarts are, um, I doubt that, you know, I don't, I don't think that looters and riders, like you've never heard of looters and riders at a Walmart, right? It's always like, uh, Circuit City or Best Buy. Right. It's usually places Some shit like that. that are like storefronts. Walmart's storefronts, but by themselves for the most part. Exactly. Walmarts are set up to be defended. <laughs> like, I don't think that the people who set up Walmarts set up a, a, that big of a distribution center without considering like. What if we ever had to defend this from something? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think that Walmarts were expecting a credible threat from from organized, large organized militias. And I don't think that they were expecting it from a large organized black militia. <laughs> and that's crazy. Because why else are they messing around with their stocks? Like, what other viable idea is there that they could be doing that for? Mm-hmm. No no postulates? Who? Nah, not, not about, like... I. I have no idea how the fucking organizers of Walmart would possibly think. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that 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 was one thing that I thought saw that I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's indicating. That's definitely worth uh conspiracy theorizing about a bit because <laughs> we'll never have enough information to actually come up with a valid reason as to why they would operate that way, but that is what it is. Um, Trumpito does it again in PA. Leaves a bunch of his uh, uh, supporters stranded at a uh, poorly organized rally, uh, <laughs> causing hospitalizations and just continuing the the super spreader events. Yeah, these fucking people. I swear, these people are like 
fucking masochists, bro. They gotta be. They gotta be super M's, bro. I mean, I'm not... I don't know, man. Maybe if we, there's a critical mass of stupid things they can do or to where enough of them die off to where they can lose enough power to where we can stop having them have any kind of influence. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of whatever upside there could nah, be Nah, but man, that's never gonna happen. Stupid people breed the fastest. Feel me? You'll never get rid it of is, them. Well, because never, uh, uh, if infant mortality is a reason as to why is directly correlated to why the you know people have increased fertility rates, then that would make perfect sense because stupid people will probably lose more children than people who are mindful, and that means that they will invariably have more also, children. Yeah, they also have more. People it's just a natural behavior of biological things to replace a single offspring with two offspring, and it's also you know. Ignore all your scenarios and just keep having children, regardless of how poor you are, even though you can't support them. That's also another factor. People do that. That is a thing people do. Yeah, I was, uh, just continue, just continue having kids. How are you gonna? You know, but you it's funny because one? you think about it. Like, how many people? How many people would you guess? Because I, I want, I'm going to say, even in the worst case scenario, imagine if every single one of those people ended up on, on, on social welfare how many think people do you think overall in this country are recipients of social welfare oh ton quite a bit um i don't know probably at least like 40 i would say like 40 percent of the country no way you don't think so no i know not the number we know the numbers oh well. it's only about nine hundred thousand people oh that's not a lot at all yeah so i'm saying it's under a million people actually are full-on recipients that's why i'm like when people like social welfare is destroying a country it's like i don't think it's even humanly possible even if every single one of those people got a hundred thousand dollars a year they wouldn't bankrupt this country at all that's definitely propaganda (laughs) it is it's usually that's why because people don't know that by tax money tax money is even a perfectly logical well-meaning person like yourself would think that a lot more people are on welfare because of the way they talk about it true they talk about it like like every fucking person it's like no nigga it's less than a million people who fucking are recipients of of like and i'm talking about like wick uh, uh like the, the the big social welfare not like corporate social welfare obviously corporation that's a whole different thing i'm talking about individual social welfare unemployment even though unemployment shot drastically up by like 33 times its normal number so that that's kind of that skews it but i'm just talking about in a normal i'm sorry also let me put that caveat in there that statistic is from pre-covid like 40 million people joined fucking unemployment after that i can't you know what i mean those numbers are impacting in a whole different way so i'm just talking about in, in trump's normal economy right right and and even obama's normal economy that he left to trump actually because those numbers have been trending since obama actually those are relatively dated numbers but nonetheless yeah it's only about it's 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 a million or less people are recipients of the full on you know uh the full uh array of social welfare programs that are like poor and destitute so it's like come on you know it's really not that bad of a drag and i don't don't even know how i got on that but i think it's because trump uh trump uh trumpeters love to tout how how much social welfare is like a drag on the country but anyway <laughs> corporate welfare is far more of a drag oh on it's the way deeper oh my goodness <laughs> the kind of it's welfare like so that walmart much... gets from the government it's... <laughs> it just it, it really pisses me off because like if if anyone just looked at the numbers so much of the shit that is commonplace would just be dispelled like do you like if we just if you if you just supported a candidate that even said, hey, I will do a minimal adjustment to corporate welfare to fund a, one issue that you believe in. They could actually fix it. They could fix it in four years. And if we just hired, if we just elected candidates that would, you know, that that did that, if we could at least get that, you know, one, you know, one fix on the, the corporate welfare system one issue addressed we would make so much progress but we can't even get that we can't even get that but and eh, what is what are you gonna do but yeah i trump and 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 and, and i wanted to bring up that 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 trump in pennsylvania story with his with his uh rally goers and and leaving them out uh i wanted to point out that particular story because it's indicative of the idea that these people will never learn. They won't get better. They won't. 
They will not get better. They won't all of a sudden start governing well. They won't ever learn from their mistakes. They won't ever. And so this is just, it's just indicative, you know, and, and it's, it's why I think so poorly of, of uh, Trump supporters. You know what I mean? And it was crazy because I went out to the gun range with Jeff the other day and uh, it was, it was a really good time actually. Like fucking him and one of his coworkers were there and they had a whole array of guns. But it was interesting talking to them because, like, it it, it was almost I, I was worried. Like, are you know is is this guy one of those people who thinks that you have to support Trump just because you want to shoot a gun type of people? <laughs> like, it, it it's really problematic for me because the 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 level of mental gymnastics that you have to pull off to 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 support Trump is so problematic. It's so problematic. Facts. You know what I mean? And it, it gives me anxiety even when I have to hang out with my friends that I'm... I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because, you know, shout out to, to 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 the homies. It's... That is a deal breaker. Like, I could fuck with you heavy and just not talk to you anymore. You know what I mean? Because I can't... I can't fuck with anybody who believes in 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 really sacrificing my liberty for their political expediency. And you know, it, when I was there, it you know me, I can't ever get around a conversation around politics. And one of the things that I realized is um a lot of people who believe in in gun rights and so forth like that they are ir- irrationally fearful of Joe Biden <laughs> because if there's anything that we know about gun rights is that they're supported by the NRA and NRA is a lobby that is a corporate entity. And if there's anyone who's friendly to corporate entities, it's Joe Biden. And if you think that there's any way that our public will is going to override the corporate lobby of the NRA and 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 somehow get Joe Biden to go against their lobby in terms of of getting gun legislation you're crazy he'll pay lip service he'll say a ton of shit and that's one thing that i never understand about people is they never can sniff out the bullshit they 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 always take these politicians at face value as like that's what he says platform is and like in he's the lying weirdest to ways you. too because They'll gladly expose the lies they don't like, but every other lie, they'll be like, oh, see, there you go. Yeah. It, and it's like, yo, Joe That's Biden will man. never do anything about gun reform. He will never do anything about gun reform because he's too pro-corporate. And the biggest lobby to, to, to manipulate that corporate structure that he is beholden to is the NRA. So don't worry. Your guns are safe under a Biden administration, I promise you. If you really want to know why places like California have the ridiculous, because California does have the most stupid and gun uh, gun re- regulations that you'll ever imagine, it's stupid. But it's because the NRA is so powerful that they can't get any regulations passed directly on guns. So the legislators figure they'll piss off the gun owners by overregulating accessories and ammunition to make it such a hassle to obtain and own. That that somehow is going to 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 have positive, and all it's done is turn the population against them. It's turned a very well-meaning, like independent, libertarian uh, population completely against the left and and Democrats because they can't because they in in the face of not being able to pass real common sense gun reform, they decide to to uh, to pass annoying guns uh gun reform <laughs> to just inconvenience the population which is like that's not how you use the, the legislative system that's not how you use it and 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 it sucks because it's like gosh man it it, it puts a whole bunch of people i know in political jeopardy of, of of making decisions that are just like that that make me feel uncomfortable fucking with you you know what i mean it's like damn please don't just say it ain't so <laughs> just say it ain't so like i am absolutely not ex- asking you to support democrats i'm just asking you please don't say that you support this fucking racist piece of shit that is fomenting the worst fucking 
elements of America. Just, just, just don't support that. That's all I'm asking. But yeah, anyway, uh, fucking a, I forgot how I got onto that. But yo, <laughs> I went to the fucking gun range and that shit was awesome, dude. It was. Uh, I told you it was Jeff and his his coworker and yeah, he mentioned it to me in the game earlier. Yeah, bro, it was fucking. They had a an AK, an AR, and another uh, heavy rifle. It was it, it was a, like a hunting rifle, and boy, man, we, we bought a bunch of pumpkins. I didn't realize pumpkins were so effective at as <laughs> as using as targets. But it was funny because like my eyesight is trash, and so I was really uh, I had a little bit of trepidation of whether my my aim would still be true. But I was banging it. I was banging it. My my aim was on. You know yeah, what I mean? Like as long as your sights are good and your aim is steady, you should be good. Well, and and that was the kicker was that the 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 rifle, the hunting rifle had a the sight was not zeroed out. It was not, and so I was I, I thought I and I correctly thought I had uh, been compensating. And gosh, it was so hard to shoot through that through that scope. But it you know if you if you paid attention and 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 you you lined up right, it made shot well. And it was funny because the first like four shots I put out. I didn't, I thought I had missed the pumpkin. And I was like, fuck, man, am I, because I didn't see any movement. And then afterwards, when we went to go check, we looked at the pumpkin. And it was like, oh no, you hit four out of that, those six times. It's just, it went straight through. The bullet hit, <laughs> passed through so fast that you didn't, there was Please. no movement in any of, in the pumpkin or anything. Yeah. But the, the whole back of the pumpkin was blown out. That shit was crazy. But yeah, that shit was a lot of fun, man. But yeah, I totally support fucking the right to own and operate firearms it's and i, and I will always 1000 percent maintain it's not the the firearms it's the people if you can't deal with the people if you can't help the people if you can't reach out to people um and and create society in such a way that even at their worst point people don't find the 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 use of violence in a mass way uh productive then you you're never going to stop it from happening even in the most peaceful societies, even in Scandinavian countries, even in Southeast Asian countries, people commit mass murder. Like, we we have to fix this issue with violence. It's just at a way less rate in other places than it is here. Like, here it's at a ridiculous rate at which people use firearms against large numbers of people. You know what I mean? And so that obviously is an issue. And we have to deal with that. But in no way, shape, or form do I think that we should restrict the ownership of these items ad hoc, ad large throughout the population. No way. Especially not if the police got guns. <laughs> I wanna have the right to I wanna have the right to at least get one shot off if you're gonna kill me. If you're gonna shoot and kill me, I wanna at least get one shot off. I wanna have that right at least. And that's really all you you get. Because it's suicide. <laughs> it's suicide to use yourself a gun to just defend yourself against the police. I'm not advocating Facts. for that. I'm not telling anyone to go do that because that's a great idea to stand your ground. I'm just saying that I personally value the right that if I find myself being accosted by the state to the point of death, that I can also take one of those fuckers out with me, one for one. That's the only equity you get in life. That's the only equity you'll ever get. <laughs> It's the only fair exchange you'll ever get. You'll never enter into any other fair exchange. So expect someone to come out on top, whether it's you or the other person. But for me personally, I withhold that right. And I withhold, and I respect other people's right to possess items in which, which they, they, they can also exercise that same right. I only ask that everyone who chooses to ex- exercise that right train and be well-versed in the usage of those items. Because let's face it, you're not using a gun to shoot anything other than a person in a real life fashion. <laughs> and like if when you're not training with your gun, you're using it to shoot at people. I and and that is and and that's a reality. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the realization of everyone's training should be to use your gun against people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that everyone who who holds a gun should come to that realization and decide whether that's the that's the life they want to live. Don't do that shit willy-nilly. Don't take that 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 responsibility onto yourself because it puts yourself in a lot of danger. One stat that I've always respected is that the rate in which gunfire conflicts happen rises exponentially whenever you carry a gun. Mhm. If you're carrying a gun, the expectation of gunfire happening 
rises exponentially. And that's just fact. And so don't carry one unless you, A, know how to use it, and B, have also accepted the responsibility of what that life carries entails. And it's not for everyone. But I, I do implore people that to, A, value that right and exercise it when you can. And yeah, good gun etiquette is super important. Super important. Facts. Don't be one of those clowns on the internet shooting yourself in the foot or blowing out your eardrums. Or shooting yourself in the leg or shooting your nuts off. You know what I mean? That's That's just the worst, bro. (laughs) Even though that is a Darwin Award. Congratulations. Pretty much. You earned that one. One of those things where you shouldn't have to see someone do it to know not to do it. For real. Man, and so I did, man, I have such mixed feelings about this. So you hear all the time I rant on and on about the need for public health officials to intervene in issues of nonviolent mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was watching something with, uh, I forget the brother's name, and I forget the program as well. But that's only because I'm glasses of wine in but anyway the 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 gist of what he was saying was is that he was ready to, oh it was on democracy now uh he was ready to uh he had been working on for several years and was presenting to the congress a bill called hb 2957 which is a bill to create an interstate agency to work as a supplement to law enforcement in reference to mental health issues in communities. And I I love the the spirit of this because in the in the world that institutions work correctly and our government works well, this is oh oh, oh this would probably be the most effective way of Organizing this nationwide and making sure that it is well maintained and and uh, distributed throughout the country to all the citizens, because who else knows better everyone who lives in the country than the organization and government that censuses the whole country. And so they know where the densities of people are and how to deploy the social workers and all of the things. And and so I love the spirit of what this is. But if our current institutions are any uh, indication of how this will be executed, essentially all they're saying is they're adding another level of bureaucracy to the police. And that sounds like a terrible idea. Adding just another level of bureaucracy with no accountability to the currently flawed and corrupt structure of law enforcement is probably not going to help very much. It might help a little. It might help something, but it won't help much. And all it will be doing is putting a very large Band-Aid on a structural problem that needs to be addressed in our society. And 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 this ties very strongly into my prior point of helping the people not come to the conclusion of shooting people in mass rather than trying to limit the distribution the distribution of something that has been problematic in regulating to begin with Let, the rampant mental health crisis is what makes having so many guns in the public so problematic if we can deal with the mental health crisis and one of the ways in doing so is having an entire infrastructure designed to intercede interdict and help de-escalate these situations is probably a good idea but unfortunately in its execution the state has shown to be pretty ineffective in administering these 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 the state and private enterprise and markets have failed to to show any real effective way administering this this public good and i think it's primarily because you have to want to do it for the benefit of the people the only reason to help someone's mental health is because 
you want to help them. Otherwise, you'll have to find some kind of profit, uh, uh, profit in, uh, profiteering motive to to help this person's mental health. And that just isn't, that's just, that's not, we can't do the pharmaceutical thing. We already showed that pharmaceuticals, uh, those companies are run by two greedy of people to leave them in charge of people's mental health. They don't have people's best interest. And so having a government enterprise whose whole goal is that regardless to you know what i mean that that goal is its own reason to commit to this onto itself rather than having to find some profit motive in it is probably the best way to do it but they just they can't execute it as another layer of bureaucracy to the police we can't execute it that way and i think that one of the I don't know if the best way to do that is to draw to fund this 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 enterprise, this you know governmental institution from police budgets. You know what I mean. But I don't know. We they they they, they need to address that. How are they going to to stop that from happening? Because I see that as one of the fundamental ways is how the current system is corrupted. Is that most things just act as layers of bureaucracy on top of what the police do. And those levels of bureaucracy do not result in any kind of effective change in the policies or procedures of the police unions themselves. And so it's created a weird situation of political capture. And yeah, but I love the, I love the heart of the idea and getting a bill to definitely have a nationwide uh, uh, agency in charge of of interdicting and nonviolent offenses to alleviate some of the use of these of police. Absolutely, yeah, a good first step. Absolutely, we should also ban police from off duty work. I haven't heard anyone talk about that, but that's one coming straight from the from me. Um, we need to make a movement to ban police from off duty work. That shit is weird. You know what I mean? Like you don't see NBA players playing in in in, in foreign leagues as well as like that. That's just weird. You can't you can't be in you don't. We literally most public servants are banned from private work because of the corruption that happens. Why are police immune to this? So that's a movement that I would love to kick off. Is is the movement to ban police from from private work? It's just a band aid, but it's it's a step on the road to abolition. Because the less profitable it is, is the less likely that they are to attract, you know, such a huge base of people. And once, you know, we can start to diminish the manpower, then we can start working on the funding. And it's a, it's a long, but it's the only way to work this this societal institution. You know what I mean? It's literally a societal institution. It's the, it is one of the core tenets of America uh, having this authoritarian, brutal regime to subjugate its minorities and you know it's going to take work to get it out uh we'll wrap on this because i wanted to to mention like you know i i I had to bite the bullet because and 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 this is what pisses me so much about um, uh, american politics in particular is that i enjoy engaging in the in the civil act of politics and i hate so much that our that this system has 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 done nothing but but exude its corruption as exemplified through its candidates to such a degree that I feel like engaging in it is to jump into the swamp and just to get muddy. And, and it makes me want to disengage from something that I, that I, I not only believe is, is civically important, but I genuinely enjoy doing. And so I ended up biting the bullet and I filled out uh ballots with, with Carolina and we, uh, we submitted our, our, our ballots. Um, I, I voted on everything um, except for president. I couldn't submit a. I couldn't. I couldn't vote for any of those those people. Should have picked Kanye. So wait, I saw that there was a Kanye Omari West vo- uh, running as the vi- VP candidate for the American Independent Party. Is that him? <laughs> You're asking because the wrong everything person. that I've seen that Kanye is posting, like he's running for 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 president. <laughs> But all I saw on the ballot with his name, unless he didn't make the California ballot, but I did see, but it's his name. It's Kanye Omari West. But it's running as VP for the American Independent Party under some jackass named Rocky. Um, 
<laughs> for president. And I'm just like, is that him or is that some oh, other weirdo with see. his exact name? I didn't know what was going on, but I wasn't going to vote for that shit. Um, I voted for everything. I voted for all 29 pro- uh, proposals in California. I voted for all of the um, the the college, the the uh, the. LA Community College uh, Board of Trustee members, all four of them that were up, I voted for them. Um, I enjoyed sitting down and taking time and and Wikipediaing all of them and seeing what they're about. Um, and and that's the that's what pisses me off about this fucking political environment. It's like I want. It's like oh my god. It's like it's like it, it, it's like that relationship that you want to work so badly, but she's fighting you tooth and nail to get out of it. And you're like, but I love you so much. And if it wasn't for this one thing, if you didn't hate me so much, we would have such a great relationship. I know that doesn't that exist. relationship is toxic. <laughs> that, that, that relationship doesn't exist. But that's oh, it what exists. it feels it's like. Just very toxic. Oh gosh. Well, I I should say I should I would never willingly be in that relationship. I would definitely walk away from it. But I don't know why when it comes to American politics, I can't get away from that relationship. Because I want to engage it so bad. I literally filled out the whole fucking ballot and engaged that entire thing and just couldn't fill in one of those bubbles. I couldn't even fill in the bubble for Biden to just to, to just to hate on Trump. I couldn't fill in any of them. I fucking can't stand any of them. And I don't feel as if I should engage in a decision that way. Like, I just feel so morally wrong about engaging in any decision that way. It's just, and I feel, and 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 the system that create that that creates that that level of engagement, that feeling in you, can't be a good system. It really can't be. And and I don't think that any anyone should ever be required by law or social norm to engage in that part of the system. And it's not like I'm hostile to voting. I think voting is a great idea. I think it's an important thing to do, even just for public consensus, even if it's not something that directly impacts our laws. It's important for us as a greater national community, as, you know, a country to know what the people on the other side of the country think. And so I, I enjoy engaging with 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 the greater national community that way. But I just I won't make those kind of decisions. And I refuse to make a a a a a gr- um, greater of two evils decision like that. I gotta believe in you, and if you're free, and 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 it's your and 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 you're free not to give a fuck. But I'm also free not to also p- cast my vote for anyone who I don't believe in. You know what I mean? Carolina voted for Biden, and 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 straight up, and I, and I and I encouraged her to, and I think that I'm glad she did. But I couldn't do it. But yeah. That shit was uh, that shit with the whole Kanye, but was weird. I was like, "What is this nigga? What is this nigga really running? What kind of game is this nigga running? Did somebody name themselves Kanye Omari West just to feed off of that? Like, see if they see his name on the ballot, they won't notice that it's a VP candidate and it's not him. Like, is that what's going on? I don't know, oh, bro. That shit's a scam through and through, bro. When he was on Joe Rogan, he was still pushing that bullshit despite not doing nothing campaign related for over the past month. Bro, what are you talking about? He talks about it at, at, at Sunday services. Fucking scamming ass nigga. <laughs> yeah. Scamming. But yeah, dude, definitely vote vote locally. Vote for your judges. Vote for all of those things. Those are super important. Um, and that's that's really and and that's another thing that I needed to be morally consistent on is that I always talk about engage in that part of the voting process at least, even if you're not going to vote for president. Fuck that shit. I would never tell anyone to engage with something that they don't believe in. But the rest of the shit is pretty valid. You know what I mean? It's important to 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 step up for. And I definitely voted to get Jackie Lacey to fuck up out of there. Couldn't <laughs> can't stand that chick and her fucking crazy ass husband. But um, yeah, you know, engage when you can, where you want to. And if you don't choose to engage there, just engage more locally on the street. But just do something. I just don't advocate doing nothing. Engage where you can. You know, and and it is what it is. At least why you know while you're here, while you're making use of it, just just do what you can. You know, like it, it just sucks because this place could be so much better if it weren't for the asshats. Gosh, and that's that, that's the that's one of the more deflating parts of it for me is like. So few people are really empowered to make this place a lot more difficult to live in than it needs to be. <laughs> why? Why, 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 why? Because the internet is a great equalizer. Their it voice is. is just as loud as yours. Yeah, that that's that's one of the things that hopefully to move forward, if we're ever going to create a, a global connectivity that we have to deal with, because that shit is... 
it is toxic. Nah, you just gotta you just gotta raise people better. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, that's one way of dealing with it. You know what I mean? Is to have better quality people. But yeah, we can't. I don't think that persisting into the future that we can. It'll be healthy to to connect. You know what I mean? That's the one greater thing and greater groups of people. We're working on everything but ourselves. So humanity is being ourselves. left behind, while technology is moving forward, pollution's moving forward. Fucking damn, bro! You're gonna make us close everything. on that drift, depressing ass note. <laughs> this is how it is. Working yourself, words from Rico, nigga. <laughs> be a better you, and the world will be better there and of itself. Pretty much. No, I mean, I honestly do believe in be the change. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, every change could could start with you. You know what I mean? And oh, and being being consistent with the things you want to see in the world. At least will 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 be the best way of getting other people to 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 advocate and validate that change. That is what it is. But all right, cool man. Let's go ahead and close on those uh those wise and sage words. Hit us up on the social media. You can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, Heron's Home Podcast or on Twitter at Kareem underscore T and at Home Heron. And catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. Oh yeah, man! This was a fun one. I I enjoyed it. Uh, let's leave you with these words: Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever will learn from. Uh, have a great one, guys! Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>